0: Well, that was the game five sans the ending that we all expected to see drama close game that was the kind of nlds that we expected from the dodgers and the giants going to talk about that here in segment one of today's podcast plus i want to look at the game changer that was mookie Betts for the dodgers and why i believe the reds already have their game changer on the roster in jonathan india we'll talk about that and some mvp candidates for the reds team mvp for 2021 all on today's podcast. Thank you so much for joining me here on the Lockdown Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. Let's get going. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Lockdown Reds your first listen. We are free and available on all platforms. Seriously, if you want to listen on your favorite podcasting platform, whatever that is, if it's Spotify, if it's iTunes, if it's Google Play, uh, if you're Stitcher, SoundCloud, Podbean, pods we're everywhere that you can find a podcast and right here on YouTube. If this is your first time, make sure that you're subscribed on the YouTube channel and on your favorite podcasting app. You can also follow me at the Twitter account right there at Jeff Carr with three F's and you can follow the show at locked on reds. You can also react to whatever I say and whatever you're thinking. If you got a question or something like that too, hit me up on the lockdown reds line at five, one three, five, four, nine, zero one, five, nine. All right. I was going to have a video for you here. The locked on insiders, Gordon Beckham breaking down game five here. Uh, that's not quite working. So let me just give you a synopsis. First of all, go check out locked on insiders right here. After the show, Gordon Beckham sits down with Kim Becker and talks about the Dodgers and giants game five and how awesome that series was and gives you a bit of a preview for the NLCS between the Dodgers and the Braves. But I I love what he said too, because obviously the first thing that everybody is talking about is the way that the game ended on a called third strike on a check swing. Make no mistake about it. That was a checked swing. That was not a strike. He did not swing. He did not break his wrist. He did not break the plane. He offered at it, but he checked it in time. For some reason, the first base umpire decided that he would say, yes, that's strike three. Apparently he had somewhere to be apparently the, uh, NLDS. Uh, yeah, we're done with that. We're done with the whole thing. We're just going to go home. We got some good dinner plans or I don't know what the heck that was. That is an issue too, that I put on. Here's the thing. I think of this as a replay review nightmare. If you are a person and and I'm not, I've gone the other way. I want to back up. I don't want replay review at all. But here's the thing about replay review. You either have it or you don't in this situation. And I understand that there are a lot of different situations during the year where a replay review of a check swing might be a little bit tedious, but if you're going to do it, do it actually give the team, the option, give the giants, the option to say. I don't think that was a strike. I don't think he swung the bat because if they'd have checked it and they'd have saw it, they'd have reversed it because that was an obvious, no swing. I know Dodger fans are probably so, oh yeah, yeah that's was a swing. Cause they won. That's what winners. That's what the fan of a winning team says. Sure. We agree with the umpires. If the situations were reversed, the Dodgers fans would have absolutely flooded social media with their takes as to why it wasn't a swing, because guess what? It wasn't a swing, but that's where I put it on replay review. If you're gonna have it, use it. Replay review should have been used in that case, and I think a lot of it just has to do with egos of umpires and getting all butt hurt about uh, you know reversing a call that they made. They're not perfect, and they got to realize that. And that was a terrible call and a terrible way to end such a glorious postseason series. I mean, that was amazing. I I kind of wish that was the World Series. I know it can't be because they're both National League teams, but. I know that the rest of these playoffs, it's going to be hard to live up to that kind of competition level. Two to one, talking about scenarios where you had guys making plays where they had to. Logan Webb pitched a beautiful game, but I look at Mookie Betts and I say, boy, oh boy, that dude was super important. He was super important in game four, but then four hits in game five. That's what's up, man. So I look at that and I say, you had the right guy making the right play at the right time. That's what the Reds missed in September. I kind of look at that and I say there was a lot of situations where I felt like the Reds could have been a little bit more aggressive on the base paths. And that's what Mookie Betts kind of did to loosen things up. Steals second and then scores on the double. I loved seeing that. It's something that, and I'll kind of break this down here in just a moment a little bit more, but analytics and sabermetrics don't really back up because they say that you know if you try a steal, you're inviting the chance of extra outs where if you don't try a steal, then you don't have to worry about extra outs. But I don't know. It's a lot of thought process for more talking. But when I look at that game, I, I just say, man, the replay review really failed on that one. And you should be able to use that. I also thought something else. When I was watching Mookie Betts, It's very obvious that when the Dodgers acquired him, they reached a new level. They won the World Series last year, obviously, but they have that dude at the top of the lineup that can change a game. He gets on base and he messes things up for the pitcher, no matter how good the pitcher is going. And I think that the Reds have that game changer going to tell you about Jonathan India and why I think he can be the Reds' Mookie Betts here in just a moment but I I I don't think that this is such a stretch and and, and let me explain let me explain but if- You know, before we get into that, though, the next time that you need an auto part, go to rockauto.com. They've got all the parts that your car will ever need, whether you're driving a brand new Honda Civic or if you've got yourself an old car, let's, let's say like a Studebaker. Yeah, going way back on that one. If you're trying to restore an old car like that, they've got all the parts for that car as well. Rock Auto's got an amazing catalog. Plus, they can help you find exactly what you need. Whether you're a professional, you know exactly what brand. And you want, they've got the brand for you. Or if you're an amateur, if you're just looking for a tail light or maybe you need a brake pad or something like that, they can help you find exactly what you're looking for with the exact right fit for your type of car. Cause we all know that there's like S and C's and L and mm, letters galore. After the name of your car, rock auto can help you out with their extensive catalog. Plus they've been doing this for over 20 years, family owned and operated check-in out at rockauto.com and when you're in the checkout section in the how'd you hear about us area type in locked on to let them know that your pal jeff sent you from the locked on reds podcast that's rockauto.com and type locked on in the how'd you hear about us section rockauto.com has all of the parts that your car will ever need all right, so we I kind of mentioned this, kind of teased it a little bit, but the game changer for the Dodgers, obviously, for since he has been acquired for the last couple of years has been Mookie Betts. He hits he runs, he fields, he does everything. He has been phenomenal for them at the top of the lineup. He was a huge reason why they beat the Giants in the NLDS. In, in fact, when you look at Game Four and Game Five, he's probably the MVP of both games. He had four hits in Game Five. When the when the light was brightest, he shined greatest. Four hits. He had that steal. I look at that. That that's something that has kind of been a hot topic. And it's been something that Reds fans have questioned throughout the year. And this is also something where I've changed my understanding. Because I understand sabermetrics. I understand, at least I have a rudimentary understanding of it. And I also have a rudimentary understanding of like analytics and what they say about different situations in the game. And they don't like stolen bases. They don't like it when teams voluntarily take a chance at adding outs to an inning. And when I first started reading that and getting my sink of my teeth into it, I was like, okay, this makes sense. Don't do it. Don't just go station to station. But that steal by Mookie Betts was uber important because at that point, Logan Webb had pitched a phenomenal game. He was cruising through the entire thing and Mookie Betts gets on with a single and steals second. And now you've got a dude on second with nobody out. I think that the Reds need that, and I think the perfect candidate for that is Jonathan India. I'm talking about game-changing stuff, and I think that Jonathan India can be the Reds version of Mookie Betts. Now, it would be nice if the Reds had Mookie Betts, but they're not going to. It's not like the Dodgers are just going to give them to us, and I don't think that the Reds have any sort of trade package they could put together to get Mookie Betts, but They have the dude who can be the game changer. We've already seen his plate discipline and his understanding of the game at the plate, despite just being a rookie. When you look at Jonathan India, he understands how to take a pitch. He also understands whenever it's time to put the barrel on the ball. He doesn't take a pitch. It's not like he walks up to the plate saying he's going to get a walk. He takes what comes. Very, very good at doing that, and I was very impressed. That was probably the thing that most impressed me all year long about Jonathan India was his understanding of the moment and how to be the best for his team in exactly the right time. Now you're gonna say, well, Jeff, he still struck out. He still made outs. It's not like he never made an out. Exactly, I'm not perfect. Most baseball players fail pretty much all the time and are still amazing. The MVPs of this league, Fail 70, or well, you know, 67% of the time, thereabouts, sometimes more, depending on how you look at it. But when it comes to batting average, that's not the whole indicator as to where he's at. He hit 269 in his rookie year, yes, but his OPS was over 800 as a rookie. That's phenomenal. That's comparable to one Mookie Betts. Now Mookie Betts hit 290 as a rookie as well. But here's the thing about Mookie Betts. When you watch that stolen base, the first thing that you think of, if you're not a Dodgers fan, because I'm sure Dodgers fans know what they know about Mookie Betts. But watching from an outsider's perspective, looking at that steal, you're like, man, Mookie Betts probably steals 20, 30, 40, 50 bases a season. Not so fast. Did you know Jonathan India actually had more steals than Mookie Betts did this year? We criticize the Reds for not running, but the one dude on the Dodgers who was probably the best base runner didn't even have as many steals as Jonathan India. India can be that game changer, and this is why the future is so exciting. This is why Reds fans are holding their breath and praying that the front office does something this season because the future is bright with India and with Stevenson, and you've got these guys that you can build around with Hunter Green, Nicoladello, and you've still got Jesse Winker as well. When you look at Jonathan India at the top of the lineup, that is a puzzle piece that not only have the Reds not had consistently, but now they have for the next couple of years under a rookie contract. Both he and Tyler Stevenson can be huge pieces to this lineup. So you're not talking about remaking the team. This is not a situation where the Reds need to do a rebuild. They just need to trust in the talent that they have. And one of the huge talents on this team is the man who mans second base now and hits leadoff. I absolutely love, and and David Bell bet on Jonathan India time and time again, and Jonathan India proved him right. Jonathan India rewarded his manager for the faith that he had in him. And I think that he will only continue to get better. I mean, anytime you hear Jonathan India do like a post-game press conference or something like that, dude sounds like he's got an amazing head on his shoulders. We're not talking about some guy that's all flighty or anything like that, which I know that we as Cincinnati fans seem to gravitate more toward the gritty and the blue collar guys that don't want to talk a whole lot, but he also has a great understanding as to what he is doing each day. You don't just hear like random blah 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 speak like You know, player speak is what I'm looking for there. Blah, blah, blah. It's not like anybody goes up to the mic and starts saying blah, blah, blah. Although sometimes I do. But when it comes to Jonathan India, I think that the Reds have their game changer already. I, I think that he can be the dude in the future that you look at and you say, all right, the Dodgers have Mookie Betts, the Reds have Jonathan India. And I know that that seems like a lot to put on a dude who's only played one year in this league, but I believe that he can be that dude. I believe that he can be the guy that in a playoff game where the Reds are tied 0-0 with whoever, and they really need a run, and India gets on first base, whether walk or single, and they're like, dude, steal. Uh, Pitch you want to steal on, you go to second base, and I think that he can deliver for them. It's funny because there was a question that I had on the lockdown Reds line earlier this year. Is there anyone on this roster that can steal home? And I said that I thought Jonathan India is the only guy on this roster who can steal home. And it'd be nice if the reds kind of add a couple of other base running guys like that, who, yeah, they still get on base. Cause I know Billy Hamilton was a base running guy, but he just was never on base to show it. You kind of got to get a good mix there. But I think that Jonathan India can be that dude that in a tense situation and something that maybe the analytics don't agree that he should be aggressive on the base paths. You say India, go out there and steal second steal third, whatever you need to do. And I think he can deliver that for the reds here in the future. All right, coming up. I want to talk about India a little bit more and another feller. As we look at the reds, Uh, two more candidates for reds team MVP. Yes, India absolutely deserves to be in this conversation might deserve the award itself. We'll talk about that here in just a minute. Before we get into that, though, I wanted to let you know that you can still set up your profile at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on. You'll get 100% more on a welcome bonus. Double your money just for signing up with the promo code locked on. Can't beat that. Get off the bench and get in the game. Start using your sports knowledge at betonline.ag to help make a couple of bucks in your pocket. Plus betonline.ag when you're looking at the lines that they have for the playoffs, whether they be money lines or prop bets, you've also got great stuff for NFL and NCAA football. You also have basketball coming up. The NBA is getting ready to get started. I believe it's like next week. And then NCAA basketball is not far behind. NHL is already ongoing. So if you want to bet on some puck, you can do that as well. That's at betonline.ag. And again, set up your profile with the promo code locked on to get 100% more on your initial deposit. BetOnline.ag is the only online sportsbook that I trust. It's the only online sportsbook that I use. And I urge you to do the same to make some money off your sports knowledge today at BetOnline.ag. All right, left the India picture up because let's talk about some MVP candidates. We already talked about Joey Votto and Nick Castellanos, two obvious names. Jonathan India is another obvious one. That if you looked at the 2021 season and you said who had the biggest impact on the success of the Reds in 2021 – Jonathan India is right there at the top of the list. And we've already talked about the trust that David Bell had, in which putting a rookie at leadoff probably confused some people, probably worried some fans like, are we sure about this? And boy, oh boy, did he take off. I mean, India in the leadoff spot was getting on base around 40% of the time, and he still had power. It's not as if he sapped his power and became a punch and Judy hitter just to get on base. No. He still hit plenty of home runs and we're talking about a dude who had an OPS over 800, one of the best players on this roster. A stat that I used when I was talking about Vado and Castellanos courtesy of baseball reference was, uh, the win percentage that a player brings to an average team. It's it's wins above average win loss percentage, but that's a mouthful. Basically what it is, it says that the body of work that this player put together how well or how much did it improve even just the average of teams? Like you're you're taking a baseline 500 ball club and you put this player on that team, how much does it improve or in some cases I was looking at some guys who actually, you know, brought that team down. Jonathan India actually tied for Joey Votto for the best position player win-loss percentage jump. If you put Jonathan India on a 500 ball club, that 500 ball club then becomes a 513 ball club. Shout out 513. Oh yeah. I don't think I did that joke whenever Joey Votto, uh, when I was talking about that, but yeah, 513 win percentage for putting Jonathan India on that ball club, a rookie, a dude who absolutely is going to hoist some league wide hardware for rookie of the year is definitely, I, I i might say the favorite to be the team MVP at this point. In fact, if you listen to our friend, Steven Offenbaker's show, Reds alert, when he was talking with Chris Welsh to kind of wrap up the season, Chris Welsh said that for him, his team MVP is Jonathan India. And it's hard to argue with the lefty. I, I think that Jonathan India has a real shot to win this. Again, not making my pick until next week. And I want to hear from you on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs. Or you can hit me up on the show's Twitter account at Lockdown Reds. Who is your team MVP? Is it Vado Castellanos, or India, or is it Wade Miley? Now I know you're saying Jeff, he was already up for the Jose Riho award. Why is he up for MVP as well? Because it's pretty plain and simple. Dude was awesome when he pitched the reds won pretty much all the time. I mean, it's not as if he had a perfect record pitching, but the reds had a better shot of winning with him on the mound than they did with anyone else. In fact, I mentioned this during the segment where I put him up for the Jose Rijo award, which is the name that I'm giving to the red Cy young, because Cy Young never pitched for Cincinnati. But when I look at Ho- uh, at the Jose Rijo award and why Wade Miley was up for that, I cannot omit him from the MVP conversation. Now, this is probably a situation where he's going to be in the, you know, others receiving votes and not necessarily one of the favorites, but he absolutely deserves to be in this conversation because of that statistic that I talked about with, Jonathan India now position players because they play a lot more and there's a lot more room for error and you have a lot more uh, games where maybe they go over four with three strikeouts or something like that so you're not helping your team win in those games and because pitchers don't have so much of that opportunity Wade Miley in games that he pitched he elevated a 500 ball club to a 652 ball club those numbers are insane That is a phenomenal stat for a guy who should not, according to some fans, should not have even been on the ball club last year. There were some that said he should be in the bullpen, not in the rotation. There were some that said they didn't even want to see him in a Reds uniform. I said, let's wait and see. And boy, oh boy, did he pay off. What a year Wade Miley had. So glad to see that that was something that he delivered. And you're talking about a dude who, when the going got tough, I I understand that there's always this conversation about pitchers and the MVP award. How can a non position player be considered for the MVP? Well, it's easy. A starting pitcher is the quarterback of the ball club when it comes to his day to pitch. We've talked about this with Bronson Arroyo before. He is the guy, the starting pitcher, is the guy that has the most effect on the game. If he is really good, and and you saw it, at least for most of the game last night in the Giants and Dodgers, there we go, tying it back to the playoffs, uh, with Logan Webb, how much he initiated so weak a contact that it didn't matter who was on base, the ball was dribbling up to him and he flips it to first for an easy out. Wade Miley did that a ton this year as well. And I loved watching him pitch because no matter how many people were on base, you never saw him change his motion when he went into a stretch. I mean, obviously you change it from a wind up to a stretch, but you never saw his facial expression really change. You never saw him and looked at him. You're just like, boy, this dude is tired. Boy, this dude is wiped out. This dude is worried. This dude is just absolutely affected by the situation. It bounced off him. I think that was another reason why the Hulk was a perfect, perfect um, metaphor or comparison for Wade Miley because no matter what you did to the Hulk, the only thing that you did was made him more angry and made him better. You know, made him a better fighter, and that's kind of the way Wade Miley was. You get a couple of guys on base, he's just going to pitch better. I loved watching Wade Miley pitch, and I think that he deserves every consideration for uh, team MVP in 2021, and that is why. I'm throwing his name into the ring. But so we're looking at team MVP and talking about that. That's Joey Votto, Nick Castellanos, Jonathan India, and Wade Miley. I think that everybody would wonder where Jesse Winker's name is. And again, I kind of put forth the criteria that they've had to at least play 120 games this season, which would omit Jesse Winker. I know that when he played, he was phenomenal. And there was this element to the Reds lineup kind of regressing whenever he was out of the lineup and whenever he was on the IL. But if I'm looking at the individual's body of work, availability has to be considered the fact that he was on the field for most of the season has to be considered and by most of the season. I'm not talking about greater than 50%. I'm talking about like 80% of the time, because if you miss, like he missed 52 games this year, he missed that many games. You miss more than you miss almost two months worth of baseball. You're not the most valuable player for your team. You've got to be there. You got to be the guy on the field. You got to be in the lineup every single day. If I'm going to consider you the team MVP. So that's kind of a call to action for Jesse for next year, man. Stay healthy. I know that there's some flukiness to this, and there's not really a lot of control that a player has over their own health because sometimes things happen, right? But on the other side of this coin is the fact that if he is not on the field for the team, then he's not helping the team. Period, plain and simple. So, yes, when he played, he was phenomenal. He was the best hitter on the team for 110 games this year. But those other 52 games, they really needed him. That's why I'm not considering Jesse Winker for MVP this year. However, that might make him a candidate for bounce-back player next year. But anyway, that's something we're going to talk about on tomorrow's podcast. Bounce-back player of the year for 2021. I think Wade Miley might be talked about in that one as well. Yep. <clears throat> think we're going to hear that name too. So, that's coming up on tomorrow's podcast. Plus, we'll talk a little bit about the playoff series, the ALCS, the NLCS, everything that's about to happen, the fact that I was perfectly wrong in my playoff predictions, 0%. Didn't even get one game or one series right. <sighs> I'm going to wear that as a badge of honor all off season. Anyway, thank you so much for making l- Locked On Reds, your first listen and first watch of the day. Uh, Shout us out, hashtag first listen on Twitter. Now go check out the Locked On MLB podcast, just like Locked On Reds. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. But I'll talk to each and every one of you tomorrow.